this is really more for me than anybody else the headphone mm-hmm. situation but i mean it's like a comfort thing yes <laughs> I, it's it's comforting to know that the microphones are working <laughs> yes I, there have been uh, several situations where I've been like halfway through, sometimes through an entire podcast, and I'm like, oh, we actually didn't record this. Oh, but it was really nice God. hanging out. Oh, man. Well, that's a good opportunity <laughs> then to maybe do some funny overdubbing, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Parts could... from your favorite movies and, you know, maybe some song lyrics or something. Yes, or we could just completely... um like there's those um like a bad like like a like a Japanese monster movie with like the, exactly. the English dubbing. Godzilla. Yeah, it would just completely just change everything that everyone's saying. I kind of like that. And then I'll put it out as fact. <laughs> I'm not saying I'd be mad if that happened today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a chef. <laughs> yeah, we could make this uh so if uh if Lady Beast wasn't a heavy metal band. <laughs> If Lady Beast was a restaurant, ooh, what kind of restaurant would it be? Hmm, what would it be? I don't know. Lady Beast. Well, funny. Like my grandma always thought that the band was called Lady Beef. <laughs> um, so we'd probably yeah. serve that. Probably a, probably a steakhouse. <laughs> we'd probably would probably be a messy place and we'd probably serve yeah. lady beef there. And I'm a vegetarian, so that's going to go over good. <laughs> we'd have it tempeh and jackfruit options. Mm. <laughs> that's tempeh and jackfruit. That's like the, that's the old school vegetarian stuff yeah. now. Is that's, there new stuff? Well, every, that's like before there was meat substitutes and, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of seitan now. Yes. It's kind of similar. It was like, there's like seitan and you have like the uh, impossible company and the beyond mm, company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout outs to Canada. They're from Beyonds from I don't that's an unnecessary fact. Interesting. No. It might not even be true. Maybe I just made that up. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> All the meats but, made out of maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I feel like uh the the vegan vegetarian community, maybe the the world of um I, I guess fake meats for lack of a better term, has kind of gone through a similar thing to what heavy metal has gone through now in a way where it's there's so many processes and substitutions mm. for what the real for for these things oh yeah you know and it's like you know do we really need impossible burgers maybe yes maybe no mm-hmm. and you know in the world of heavy metal uh do we need uh steel panther a, okay sure <laughs> <laughs> or or you know like uh like uh, uh sh- should I be able to just plug my guitar into a computer and have it sound like anything that I want it to and be able to hit a button and fix everything? Mm. Maybe these things don't really compare to each other. I'm just thinking. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I'm just shooting at the hip. Like metal, you know, like metal has evolved into like, it's like fragmented into like so many sub genres. Or, so I guess you could, you know, you got your, your Satan, then you got your, you know, textured vegetable protein. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Why are we yep. talking about that? I don't know. <laughs> but like, comparing metal to vegetarianism. Yeah, I love metal and, I mean, and we food. had, you know, we had Onion Maiden in Pittsburgh and that was like a heavy metal vegan place. So. Yeah. Yeah, metal and yeah. food obviously go very well yeah. together. They definitely do. So, 
lady beef coming soon. That's uh, it's eight thirty. My so this is a funny thing. My girlfriend got me this watch for Christmas, I believe, or for my birthday. I can't remember. They're very close to each other. Um, and I accidentally set the alarm on this, and I can't figure out how to turn it off. Oh, that's cool. So every day at eight thirty, it goes off. I like that. It kind of like wait, you, you're like, oh, it's eight thirty. Yes. Nice. I didn't set it. It just happened. Interesting. So it's 8.30 p.m. on a Monday evening here in chilly, moist, damp Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I suppose now would be as good of a time as any to let everybody know that we are here, if you don't already know, with Lady Beast. Make some noise. Woo! Well, two-fourths two or two-fifths. of oh, How many people were in Lady two Beast fifths. right now? Two-fifths. Yes, okay. Math. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, heavy metal band. Pittsburgh PA. Yes. Been doing the thing for some time now. Yeah. Long time. I've been doing this podcast. We found out. I didn't realize it. Deb had brought it up for almost 10 years now. April of this year is going to be 10 years. So wild. And That's Lady crazy. Beast has been a band for probably a little bit longer than that. Maybe about the... Yeah, 15. Yeah. 2009-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that I remember back when I was in doing Ascend the Fallen Mm. I think that that was the first time I found out about you because I think that maybe we had played a show together somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was that the Altar Bar show? Maybe. With Fist Fight? That's possible. I definitely remember us being on a flyer together because oh, yeah. I've been going through a lot of old was flyers. Was there a Stage AE one? I'm trying, I can't remember what that I, mean, I do remember we did like a club at Stage AE show. Uh-huh. I think that, that was probably it. Yeah. I don't remember who else was on that bill though. I think we, we could have played together a couple times. Yeah. Who knows? There's only so many bands in the city. Yeah. And so many memories you can, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Kind of like hold on to. Yeah. I feel like I have Swiss cheese brain now. I call it like selective memory. I try not to be hard on myself. But I'm like, damn, I can't remember anything anymore. I'm not going to blame the weed. Deb is a very busy person too, though. So. Also, right. Like so that's, she's, She does like 700 things a day. So... She volunteers. She just moved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She takes I care might of do a our lot drummer. Of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, life can be fast paced. So, I kind of think that could have like, something to do with it, too. The other day on her uh, Instagram, she, er, she posted she was like really tired and she had to. She was like, I'm on my way to go rescue an injured hawk. And, like, <laughs> there's like, like, she volunteers at the wildlife center. And, uh, yeah, like any, anybody, like all of us, like if there's like, an injured animal, like we called Deb and we're like, hey, like she's came to my house to get birds that have got hurt and like, then she takes them over there and it's know. a calling. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like Ace Ventura. Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. And my windshield is broken like Ace Ventura. So I do, oh. I do go off the side <laughs> like this. No, I don't, but it is broken. Yeah. <laughs> so over the past, you know, 15 years here of playing not only in Pittsburgh, but in other places as well, doing the thing, making the noise, spreading the good word of heavy metal Mm. to the masses and sometimes maybe not so many people, depending (laughs) on the night. the the masses and maybe a couple asses. Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, all this time later, you know, sometimes you, especially with somebody such as yourself, Deb, is, is you have so much going on. Don't need to do this. There's really no reason to do this other than the love of it. Is that really what's keeping it going for you? Yeah. Why is Lady B still a band? I mean, I, I have an answer for this, but... 
I think at the end of the day, because we really like doing there this you still, go. and we're, we're still like writing playing. kick-ass songs yeah. and we're still inspired by one another. And I think that when you find a group of people who are kind of all on the same uh, path of just trying to create awesome music and like whatever great opportunities happen along the way happen, you know, like we have very, we set realistic goals for mm -hmm. ourselves which is to like keep writing great songs, keep making great albums. Hopefully people love them and we get opportunities to do cool shit. Yeah. It's it's mostly just like make make new records. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is cool after that, but I just like to write songs like I don't know. We, we have a good chemistry like we get along. Mm -hmm. like we were friends first probably. exactly. And that's a big part of it too where I feel like a lot of bands not only break up because it's difficult to all be on a schedule together, keep a practice routine, all have the same goals and needs and wants in the band. Yeah. But, you know, when you're friends first, it I don't know, it, we're like a, it's like a band of brothers or whatever, you know, like a crew, like a gang. We practice every Sunday for 15 years. You know, it, it's mm -hmm. a, a lot of it is us just getting together and being together. So... I feel like you guys like have the same camaraderie in totally. your band. You know what I totally. mean? I can tell you guys are bros. Like, yeah. you guys are friends. Yeah. You're not just people that get together and like we're, oh, my buddy plays this and we'll have him play with us for a couple years. And yeah, I can no, no, tell you're I a think solid crew. Yeah, I think Greywalker honestly ended up being a case of like, we'd all known each other for so long, but we were really playing in different bands. But we would get stoked when our bands played shows together because, like, we would all hang out. But, you know, over time, bands kind of fall apart for one reason or another. And we all just kind of ended up in one pot together, mm. you know? So it's a been, delicious soup. Yes. Yes. I suppose that's a good way of putting it. So if Grey Walker was a restaurant, we would be a soup place. Yum. And we would open up, you know, we would work in collaboration with a lady beef la sandwich. lady beef of course maybe it could be a half a sandwich and soup kind of deal yeah we could be like the dip that you put the beef sandwich uh, in what do they call that the au jus, the au jus. Au jus. Yes. yes delicious <laughs> i like that we keep going back to food hey <laughs> i didn't eat dinner you know what i had no. today i had a uh I went to Jersey Mike's. I had a number six. That's the roast beef wow. and provolone. Mm. It would have been better if it was from Lady Beef. It really would have been. You know, shout outs to Jersey Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Nikhil. <laughs> I actually had some delicious soup for lunch that Twiz made. Oh, nice. Yeah, Twiz makes a delicious soup. All right, let's talk about, about this soups. soup. This is way more interesting <laughs> than heavy metal. <laughs> no, <laughs> This is where we are in life, people. We're all old. It's, yeah, this we is are the things old that and these are the things we enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, soup and Making soup. paint colors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a roasted squash soup. Mm. Uh, and my friend uh, gave me the recipe and it's you roast a squash and you cut up an apple, an onion, two carrots, uh, veggie broth, and a can of coconut milk and that's it. Mm. Then you hit it with the immersion blender. It's really good. Hit it. Salt, pepper, that's all. Delicious. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Delicious. Simple. Yes. I don't, I mean, for some goofy reason, though, I have, like, I like to cook now, which is weird. I never really liked to cook. But recently, like, I don't know if it was pandemic or what, but I just started to like to cook. So It's a great I, way to spend time. I usually find that people that have, like, a 
vegetarian or some kind of unique diet tend to really get into cooking because it's kind of hard if you don't. I mean, yeah. granted, over the past 15 years, about the time that Lady Beast has been a band, it's been a little bit easier to be a vegetarian. Yeah. I mean, I was a vegetarian for almost a decade. So, mm-hmm. like, I went through it and, like, it's a lot easier now than it was yeah. back yeah. then. But, um, the thing is, like, I feel like you kind of need to get good at cooking. I mean, really, in this economy, anyone should be good at cooking. It's fucking expensive to <laughs> yeah, eat out. Dude, it really is. It's like, if you go to, like, it's like $15 for one person to eat at McDonald's now. <laughs> at least. It's just crazy. Yeah. But, hey, you know, I don't want to sound all, like, old man yelling at the clouds, yelling about <laughs> inflation or anything. Oh, inflation! But talking, going back to soup and heavy metal. Yes. Simple recipe. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing goes into songwriting too. I think sometimes something that's overcomplicated or too much flavor, trying to put too many spices, it's going to end up tasting like nothing. And I feel like the same thing happens with music. The the real meat and potatoes of the song. So, you know, in, in in a world where things are going fast and people just keep getting younger and younger around us in this world. Mm -hmm. And there's all these new different kinds of heavy metal and different kinds of things and styles. Yeah. I'm not even getting into promotion (laughs) and things like that. You know, how, how like difficult, if it is difficult at all, at all, is it for a band like Lady Beast to stay a little bit more like true to character? Or do you feel Mm -hmm. tempted by the, the youthful devils? When it comes to like yeah. songwriting and putting no, putting new things out, we don't care. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. We really don't care. <laughs> I mean, I, like I listen to the same stuff that I did when I was like 15, 14 years old, twelve yeah. years old. So like, I mean, like I like new stuff too, but like I draw from like the same range of like influences. So for me, I think that's like reason why we stay consistent because. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not, like, listening to, like, some new band and being like, oh, man, I should try to work something like that into this song or whatever. It's just, we, we write for ourselves at first and then, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it goes back to with just, like, we do this because we love it. So we, although, like, we are very um, encouraging of other people doing what they want, I don't care you know what I mean? To, sure. to compare what I do to other people. So that's why like, I feel like it always is so enjoyable for me. It's because I'm not being so judgy, you know, about myself and how relevant yeah. I am to what's popular now. You know, totally. it's like, fuck it. We like writing the style we write. This is the band we are. If you don't like us now, you're not going to like us in five years. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And we don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, like I'm, I'm a type of person. You know, I always root for an underdog, which is, yeah. I think, a lot of people do. And in America, at least, like metal is kind of the underdog. You know, like nobody gives a shit about it here. I mean, there are people that do, but it's like way <laughs> less popular than like a bunch of other stuff. Um, in Europe, it's a little different, obviously, but you know. So, like, I, I think that's kind of a thing with it too. Like we, like I like it because it's like you know you're. I don't know, like you're trying against like the, you know, the big whatever that's like the popular thing. And, but I mean, there's also like, like I like it just because it, it's like one of the things that reminds me that the world isn't completely terrible. Mm. You know, like writing a new song is like a cool thing. It's like a beautiful thing to like put something out into the world, you know? And, yeah. Uh, 
having people do this and, you know, be stoked on it is cool too. But. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Best feeling in the world is people yeah. liking your music. Like when you play a new song at a show, that's like a rad fucking feeling. And yeah. like people are like, oh yeah. I don't know. Totally. I find that like the best thing for me with um, doing music, particularly with Grey Walker, is that we're kind of in a similar position where it's like we've gone through the thing of like, you know, like we're making music and people were like, oh, this is 10 years too late, 15 years too late. And it's like, whatever, this is the stuff that we liked when we were in high school. Mm -hmm. And this is what we want to make. I feel like if I wanted to be in a band that was going to sound like anything else, I could do that. Mm -hmm. But, or like try to be a little bit more current and relevant. Um, but that's like not what it is for me. And maybe that is where, where some people, some people may have like a, a creative drive. Maybe, I don't even know if you could call it a creative drive. We'll just call it a drive to be successful regardless of what the merit of the creative output is. It's just For like, sure. I just want to be on like doing festivals. I just want to be in a band. I want to be on a stage. I want right. to be known for something. And like, there's kind of something different where it's like, no, like maybe these are people that didn't grow up listening to a bunch of different music that they love and they just kind of want to contribute to something that they grew up with, mm -hmm. you know, or... I don't know. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not I'm the fucking psychologist. I have no yeah. idea. Well, I think that those are all valid points to be made. And I think that it that goes to show how different it is for everyone, right? Everyone has different reasons why they want to be involved in music. And sometimes it's the camaraderie. Sometimes it's the creative process. Sometimes, like you said, it's just like they want to be on the road, you know? Sure. So I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do it. I just think that you need to stay authentic to who you are at the end of the day or else you might um, you might have regrets, you know, and, and feel like some time was wasted not being who you were, mm. you know? Totally. Yeah. But I don't know. Never really thought about it. Yeah. I, I, I think that I never really thought too, too much about it until... I started getting into the realm of not only making music, but now I'm playing in bands and I'm trying to um, book shows and release records and put things online and get get people to like pay attention to what I'm doing. Yeah, it's like I don't really make music to, with the idea that I'm going to get popular or get right. really big, mm -hmm. but also like if I didn't want people to listen to it, why would I bother? releasing it in of the course. first place. You oh, want some people sure. to fucking listen for to it, sure. right? right? And like, there's like this, like, but there's this really weird threshold where I kind of feel like almost like a born to uh, early type of situation mm. with like, whenever like I started playing a lot of shows and things like that, that was like right around the time that like MySpace was just started, like 2003, 2004. And then so simultaneously with me trying to figure out how to be like a successful musician online, it's like every two years I have to learn something new. It's so annoying. You know, because it's like, oh, I finally figured out MySpace. It's like, oh, well, now it's all about Facebook. Now it's all about Reels. Instagram and or TikTok or, you know, there's all these like, there's all them other ones that will pop up for like a minute. There's like Vine right. or Snapchat. You have to, when, yeah, I, was, I don't know. And like, it's, it's a really big bummer. For me, uh, and I was just thinking about this the other time, like how much time I need to waste online 
yeah. promoting the band and trying to stay relevant in this weird rat race world of internet popularity. You know, and it's like, I, I get it. Like, I, I do want to stay in touch with all my friends on there. And it's a great way to, like, like um, stay in touch with the fans. But the platforms design it so that you are in constant competition with the world. Yes. And, and it's so, like, soul-draining for yeah. me. Because I am just, like, an outside person. Like, I don't really want to be on the computer, but I, I will. But it's like, fuck, why are they making it so hard for us? Like having to post pictures, like certain kinds of pictures. It's it's just so yeah. gross, you know? It's very, the thing that really annoys me about it is how they kind of push for like creative indistinguishability between everything. Like everything has to look the same. Mm-hmm in order for it to get traction in some sort of a way. So weird. And they like encourage you to use their like their little templates and all these things. So everything looks and feels the same. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because like now you'll have like really big companies like a like a Coca-Cola or Pepsi trying to make like ads that just look like somebody normal. Like they're like they're like downgrading. Meanwhile, you have a band like us or maybe somebody that's just like somebody normal trying to act like they're Coke or Pepsi and doing these like over-the-top production things. And it's like, I just wish it was all separate. Like, I'm fine with the idea of social media. I just hate that like I'm on the same platform as like Taco Bell. (laughs) Like, it's like everybody, it's like we're all using the same thing. It doesn't make sense. You know, like I remember very, very distinctly in like 2000, I don't know what year, maybe six or seven, seeing a McDonald's commercial. And at the end of the commercial, they had a link to their Facebook page. Mm. I was like, you know, facebook.com slash McDonald's. And I remember I saw it with Pepsi too, like, or, or, or like myspace.com slash Pepsi, something like that. And I was like, oh, it's fucking over. Like if people, if they're going to, if companies are going to start using this, it's like, it's not just for like, yeah, it's not, Normal it's not social networking anymore. This is like actually like, yeah, do you, it's do something you, else. Do you remember like, in the early days of Facebook, like you, you would be looking at your feed and you would see like so and so likes Pepsi. Or, oh, or whatever. Yeah, it would yeah. like, and I was I remember seeing that just being like, that is so dumb. <laughs> 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 and I mean, like, I don't know. I was just like, I, I don't know. It's just like so I used to like do that on purpose. Like I would like like two things, like um, you know, like I would like pizza and then I would like, you know like monster trucks or something so that that would show up together in the, in somebody's feed. And yeah. Twiz likes pizza and monster trucks. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just like such a weird, what I want is I want tape trading to come back. <laughs> That's what we need. We need all this shit, the bottom to fall out. Down with the internet. Then, tapes, <laughs> tapes, tapes. Call me a Luddite. But <laughs> like, I mean, do you remember like, you know, getting zines and like just reading the back and like, Sending a dollar to simpler a label times, and simpler times. Just look, looking oh, through, yeah. like not even he- being able to hear their bands and just like buying it because there was skulls on the cover. And oh, shit. totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I miss those days, man. I think that was cooler. There was like romance in it. Now, yeah. Now you got to like compete with Taco Bell and like <laughs> it's. And just, now I'm hungry. People pay Taco for Bell. like people pay for ads and shit. Like your band well, can suck, too. and like you're just out there because you know you. Like, you pay 20 bucks mm-hmm. to boost yeah. your post. Yeah. It's so weird. And it's it's so again, it's just so weird to me that all of this is on the same thing. 
And like, and we're in like, say, and I've said this before, so I apologize for anybody that's hearing me say this again for the 10,000th time, but I, I just preach. It seems really silly to me that like, say on like Facebook or Instagram, it's all the same company meta, right? It seems so fucking dumb to me that if you are a band, right? And if like, say your band has like 2,300 people like Lady Beast or whatever. You may have more or less. I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. It ain't nearly as much as Pepsi. And the thing that sucks is that like if you want to promote yourself on this platform, you're you're obligated to the same rules as like Coke or Pepsi. Like it doesn't matter. And the thing is like nobody's going to fucking see your posts right. unless you give them money. Yeah. And I feel like there need there should be like a threshold where it's like unless you have like 10,000, 50,000 likes on your page, you shouldn't have to fucking pay mm-hmm. so much or if anything to promote. Right. Because I feel like if this Facebook the point of the platform. Well, that's the thing is like and if you would organically let your band like if if social media would just without the fucking stupid paywall shit, let Lady Beast organically get to a point where you have fifty thousand likes on your page, you're gonna be able to actually afford to give them the fucking money right. for the thing instead of the little five ten dollars here and there. Right. But the thing is, there's countless fucking people probably giving them five or ten dollars, and it sure doesn't seem like much. But if you add that all fucking up. I'm sure they're making a lot, a lot of, of fucking money. money. Yeah. A yeah. lot of fucking money. Definitely. And uh, but it just bums me out that like there's no like real pro- there's resources for bands that want, you know, that may want to do online stuff and not have to deal with that stuff, but sure. really there isn't. Yeah. Because there aren't people on those resources. You know, like you could do stuff like Bandcamp, which is probably the closest thing to some sort of tape trading or anything that we yeah, have now. But even on. that's not, I mean, that even got bought out by whoever the fuck owns it now. So it's Bandcamp's not even really annoying what it was. Yeah. yeah. And I've never been a particularly a fan of Bandcamp personally. Yeah. Um, but I know some people it's really been an like it. Easy, you know, it's an easy place for people to go to be able to listen to online tracks and be yeah. able to download stuff and then have access to the merch and Especially like, because I don't know how to make a website. Sure. You know, so it's kind of nice having that platform there. But it does like kind of rub me like the wrong way. Like, I know like everyone loves those Bandcamp Fridays. And I did it first, but then I was like, wait a second. It should be all of our money. Yeah. Yeah. You're You're just giving them money. You're almost like acting like. Oh, great, wonderful band camp this Friday. Oh, sure. This one Friday a month, we get all of the the money from our, you know, our dealings. It's like, what? It should always just be that way. It's weird. And then, not to just talk about the internet all day, but the likes thing, right? On the internet. So, like, people are, like, buying likes. Sure. I'm just, I, I'm yeah, really, like, weirded out when I try to, like, apply for like maybe like this sponsorship or like us to play a festival and one of the questions is how many likes do you have on Instagram? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, I don't care how many likes we have on Instagram. I want to know how do you like our album? You know what I mean? Do you like our music? Like I I don't I get so fake. Yeah, I get a lot of press kits sent to me because for some reason my email for this podcast got put onto somebody's list 
and got traded around. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. people are always trying to ask me for coverage on their album from all over the country. Mm. It has nothing to do with what I do. But my but anyways, I'll open up these emails because you never know. Sure. Something cool might happen. You know, maybe I'll get an email from the boss or something. Bruce wants <laughs> to come wild. on. It's never going to happen. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but the, the point I'm getting at is that every time I get one of those emails and, and like the top of every press kit, it's always like, you know, Joe whatever. That's his name. Joe whatever. New rising hip hop artist has gained over 7,000 million views on YouTube and 400 monthly listeners on Spotify or whatever. And it's like, okay. Like there's yeah. like three sentences that are just like about like numbers and data. And it has nothing to do with like the anything quality, that's interesting. The quality yeah. of the music. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. But and, that's what people see. And that's where they think like, it's what it's all about. Yeah. And I get like, if you're like a new, like a new band and like you want to get those opportunities like now, like it seems like it would be fucking crazy for me. Like for like to be like, say I was like 20 years old now and I don't remember a time before likes this before, before likes, likes, you know, follows. like, yeah. so it's like, that seems like that's almost kind of like the thing that you got to do. Well, right. And, and it makes more sense to those people. And I think that's where we're like all disconnecting, like folks like us, you know, mm -hmm. is like, we're finally at that spot where it's like, well, in my day, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it is in our day. Like, dude, we used to use maps made of paper. <laughs> or map quest or, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, Our directions were on pieces of paper that yeah. we either printed out or before that we had to unfold in this really wild, wacky way and follow the blue and red lines. Yeah, like it's I I don't live in I didn't grow up in a world of likes and follows. And like, although I know it's part of the game, and I will continue to like obviously like when people like and follow us, it's not my main goal through music. The sure. main goal is to just continue writing great songs. Yeah. And it's just kind of like one of those things where now at this point, I feel like if, you know, if I was, if I'm trying to submit for something and they're asking about Instagram engagements or all of this sort of stuff, I'm just like, this probably isn't the thing for me anyways. Yeah. There's no way the people that are putting this thing together give any sort of a fuck about what they're curating here. If all they're worried about is this <laughs> and that, you know, yep. uh, we played a show somewhat recently with a band that I won't name. Um, but they, uh, they're one of those bands that like, you know, they came up out of nowhere and they have like, you know, 30,000 Spotify monthly listeners. Mm. And like, we played a show with them, you know, and there's 20 people there. They can't get their fucking backtracks to work. They don't know what the hell they're doing on stage. Yikes. They're all nice. And I, I get their hearts in the right place, and may, but it's just like there's no need to like rush this yet, right? right, right because right. like now, like it's gonna be really, it's gonna be really hard for me to ever take you seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I remember going back to like the MySpace days. There was this one kid whose name I can't even remember, but like every other month he would have like a new band on MySpace, and he was like pretty good at graphic design, so he could make like the page look really good, and he would have like merch designs, and he self-recorded music, so like basically like he could just have like, you know, like demos and a logo and all, like it would look like very professional, 
Wow. But it was all very temporary. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens with all of this stuff is it happens, but it's all so fucking temporary. Mm-hmm. It's like none of these fucking, it's like, I don't even fucking remember their names. Mm-hmm. These people probably aren't even doing music anymore. And here I am here. You are, you know, decades later. Right. It's like, we're still doing this. And I think it's just like, it's back to those reasons for why people do things. Totally. And I think also it, um, I think that sometimes people don't realize like how much work goes into it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm just thinking about like, there, there's this one song on our new album that like, I spent like hours trying to come up with like this guitar harmony that I liked just like hours for like a fucking 30 seconds of like, recorded audio uh-huh. <laughs> and like nobody's ever going to know that like that I've just like sat in my house just like uh, god damn it like, they know now but, but like I don't know it's uh, a friend of mine was telling me though like if you if you try to like make that um, like if you try to add value to that or whatever like you're gonna go insane because oh yeah I don't know I don't remember where I was going with that, but <laughs> that just like made me think of that one song. Uh, well, that's the, I mean, yeah, well, that's people don't know the time that's going to go into it. And they don't yeah. necessarily need to know the time that goes yeah. into it. I think that that's the thing, though, is like being like a musician sucks in some ways because it's like, you put all of this effort into getting the part just right. And, you know, you're hoping that somebody will listen to that song once. Mm-hmm. If somebody listens to that song twice, that's crazy talk. Yeah. Really, you know? And, like, giving, like, having, like, asking somebody, like, a stranger to commit a few minutes out of their day for your thing mm. in a world where Taco Bell and Pepsi are advertising to them constantly, you know, it's crazy. Really but cool. you know, uh, when when it does work, when you do get people's attention, like it does, like really mean a lot. Yeah, I feel really bad for like people that I know that are like like painters or visual artists because it's like you know they spend all of this time doing something, and somebody will look at their work for like two seconds and either be like, "Yeah, that's cool," or "That sucks." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's yeah, like all the hours yeah. that went into that. Yeah, you know, you get, you'll get like your masters, and like somebody's like, "Oh, my kid could paint that." And you're like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot involved in... Uh, but, I mean... I, I think, too, though, good art shouldn't need to be explained. Like, you should just be able to look at it or listen to it and have it be like, this kicks ass. And, again, it should be important to the artist first and foremost. So, although getting those critiques is very hard, um, at the end of the day, it was for them yeah. to have painted it. Yeah. Hopefully. I think that it's as I've gotten older, I've kind of like started to like care less about like focusing so much on the intention behind everything. Yeah. It's like either it's like when I'm like making stuff, it's like I remember being younger and always feeling like every song that I wrote had to be better than the last one. Mm. Like I always had to like top something. I always felt like I was going to make some some grand fucking contribution to the world or something. I mean, I guess that's a nice way to feel when you're 18 or whatever. But like now it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean I don't care, but it's like, you know, music or art for what it is. Like, it's like really about like being, uh, just creating something for people to share like in that moment. 
and like people are some people are going to engage with it some people aren't if the whole world doesn't listen to your fucking thing it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. you know if you don't have 30,000 fucking Spotify listeners it doesn't matter yeah. if if you don't get on that festival it doesn't really matter as long as like i'm like having a good time i'm feeling good about what i'm putting out and everybody else that i'm creating stuff with as long as we all feel good about it you know like if it's not the best fucking thing we ever wrote whatever is it cool cool you know like Every soup that you make isn't gonna be the best fucking soup you've ever made. But, it's but if fill it's your belly. It's a good soup and it fills your belly, and maybe you give some to your friend, they're like, damn, that was a good soup. Yeah. You know, like we're good. For sure. And it's okay sometimes to write a stinker. It's fine. There's a lot of bands out there too. Um, so it always does feel like really nice when you do get an opportunity to do something, even if it might not be exactly what you thought. Like, you know, there's like what, tens of thousands of bands or something? Probably more than that. <laughs> There's like so you know, many bands. Yeah. Just getting opportunity, like just even, I don't know. It's just cool. Making a band is like the dumbest thing a person can do. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many fucking bands. I feel so lucky. I feel so lucky to have found a group of people that I love creating music with. Yeah. I love that music. Uh the music that we create in particular has really affected and uh, what seemed to have been, you know, changed people's lives in like really good ways. And I just feel, I just feel really lucky. Yeah. You know, although I know a lot of hard work has gone into it, you know, not luck, like, wow, where did this come from? I'm just, I'm grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Super grateful. Uh-huh. It is a great opportunity to like have this. Yeah. I yeah. think it's it's sometimes it's easy to lose that once you've been in this world for as long as we have uh, like an uh, uh, sometimes an unintentional side effect of being in this world is all of our people all of our peers end up being other people's and bands and or other just other art freaks other weirdos mm-hmm. and when like you're surrounded by those people all the time you forget what life is like for like an air quote normal person <laughs> and like you start to lose sight of those things it's like okay like yeah we did start a, it's like maybe we're not you know like like getting like all these like, crazy opportunities we're not the biggest fucking band in the world right but again that doesn't matter it's like to like what a normal person does. It's like we're doing like this is fucking crazy. The fact oh, that we're even dude. trying to do this at all oh, is fucking insane. And yeah. like when totally. all of your other friends are just in bands, it becomes normal to be like to talk about it. And then yeah. like, you know, I went to like, you know, like I go like to like my girlfriend's families for the holidays or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, there are like normal people that exist. They have like no like like I talk to them about like traveling and touring. My, my girlfriend's a touring DJ too. So oh, like nice. both of us are like talking with them like so like so like what do you do and it's like people pay you to travel where yeah they have no it's like and like it's just like over their fucking heads it's like oh yeah i forgot like i should be like trying to remember like oh this is grateful and this is cool and i am doing this yeah even though sometimes it could feel like i'm not doing it when i'm like in my bubble i actually am for sure no i know exactly how that feels because again you're in that weird competitive do you know what i mean like Am I doing enough? Are we doing okay? You know, but it's all, um, you know, like white noise, internet, um, imposter syndrome bullshit that's trying to happen, you know? But yeah, yeah that was a, that's a cool story to think about when you put yourself in the perspective of someone that's not in the music world. 
yeah what we do is like really wild yeah especially when you when you um get older i don't know how old you are but like i'm in my 40s deb's like the baby of the band and like it like having that conversation now with people like you know it's like it's like weird because they're like oh yeah how's the band and you're just like i'm like sometimes like i'll think i'm like Am I, should I even be doing this anymore? Like, you know what I mean? But like, I mean, I'm still like, it's in, it's in me. Like I'm going to play music until I die. But like, sometimes it's like weird when you're like, it, like you got to go to like a, like a function with your wife or something. And then like, you got to meet like the squares that she works with. And they're like, how's the rock band? Yeah. Players? yeah tell us, <laughs> Oh, maybe I'll come to your show and play the tambourine or some, you know, they always have some dumb shit. Like they're going to come up on stage or whatever. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, let me know when, when you're playing. I'll come out. And you're, and you're like, you're not going to come out, man. Like, <laughs> like you, you're just talking to me right now. Like, I know that you're, we're going to leave and you're going to be like, that guy was weird. <laughs> it's also, it's so funny how, I guess we'll just, I keep on saying normal people as if we're not normal people, but you know what I mean? Not artist like, not, types. Yeah, non- the way that they like talk and engage with each other yeah. frightens me. Yeah. It's like, I feel like there's so much of that, like, oh yeah, like. Like, like like people like that pretend to be so invested in what you're doing, like even if they talk. even if they don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. like they always have to small talk. Yeah, and maybe like my introvertedness is what made me get into like listening to like Megadeth when I was five for some reason. Yeah. Maybe that was part of it. I really don't know, but like I just have such a hard time in those situations, which is kind of funny because I could do this podcast. I could talk to other artist types easily and like I could I'm out and I have to meet new people all the time because of my job and work and things like that but it's like when I deal with like somebody normal like office type people I'm like it's the worst yeah I don't know I feel so like I'm really lost I'm really bad at like faking enthusiasm about something you know (laughs) or like being being like stoked you know wow and like whenever like somebody like at work or whatever is like oh man like I don't know like, it's just like, it's hard for me to like, but like, they'll do that to me. Like, and I'm like, I know you don't give a shit about this. <laughs> sure. Like, some people, some people do, but you know, like, 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 think about like how many times, like over your life you've played shows and people are like, yeah, man, just like, let me know your next show. Like I'll come out. And then like, you never They've see, never been. you never like fucking see those people. Like, I don't know. It's. But I mean, it's cool. I'm not like playing it or writing it for them anyway. You know? But we keep a list. Like Everyone I'm not who like said they were like going to be there and work. Like their favorite band is like Coldplay or some shit. You know? Yeah. Like, you know? Like or they're they're like, oh man, I love rock. Like and then they like name some like band that sucks. Do you know what's the best yeah. is like a lot of people too assume we play covers. Yeah. I don't know if they do that to you, but they'll be like, so do you do covers or yeah? Do you write originals? I'm like. What? Yeah, we've who's only just done play, like two covers. Who's right? playing covers out here? Yeah. Like th- that takes so much time to learn. We're trying yeah. to write our own songs out here, people. Yeah. Um. Although I do love covers, but yeah, we never really play them that much. We've mm-hmm. done. I mean, we've learned a lot of them. Yeah. Sure, but I think that like when a band that's in Lady Beast position does a cover, it's more of like a tribute. One hundred percent. It's not like a. Uh, um. I don't know. I was trying to think of a nice way to say it. Like the wedding singer. Sure. You know, like it's like <laughs> uh, you know, like a like a an act of um 
an act of desperation seems a little harsh. But we'll just we'll go or with like tribute. Lack of like creativity, <laughs> I guess, right? Like where you just want to be playing music, well, but you're just gonna play you know, other I mean, people's there's, songs. There's some bands that like will like you know like that are probably like a part of like the like the Jurgles circuit. Oh yeah, that will do like the uh like the like there's all those tribute bands like the Iron Maiden tributes. No, sure. right? And like so that like the sweet. Pa- that the passion yeah. lays there. Yeah. Right. So like by saying like they don't want to take the creative route is not like an insult. Where it's like they're so passionate about like the one band that like I get that you want to dedicate all your time to learning those songs. Yeah, I mean it's also it's a fun gig I'd imagine too. They probably oh, dude, make, they I probably would definitely make money. play in a. Wedding. I'm sure they're making money. Yeah, too. I would play in a wedding band like tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always, I always said like doing like an ACDC cover band in Pittsburgh, man. You would like, you would just clean up. Oh yeah. Oh, they would have you the regatta. Like, yeah, man. Oh, all the things they'd have you Which on. Which I would uh, be into ga- the Gateway Clipper. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. We played at the Rib Fest once. Uh, Lady Beast. Hard. Late, one of Lady Beast's first shows. Oh wow! Before I was in the band. Before Twizz was in the was, band. So this was like the one guitar player back. This then. was like tw- two thousand nine or two thousand ten. And uh, we played at Rib Fest. Night Ranger was the headliner. Hard. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Invite us back. <laughs> no, just don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> no, want to play Rib Fest. No, no, don't. I was just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, those are good memories. I find that um, it's speaking of uh, rib fest and rock metal local music. Uh, it's interesting trying to find a platform in the city to get more people that aren't already a part of it. Definitely. Involved. For sure. You know, yeah. I would say something like a rib fest as mm-hmm. uh, tacky as it may be is at least a potential opportunity yeah. to get in front of some strangers. 100%. Um, the city doesn't always seem to be very inviting or kind to uh, rock music mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Unless you're like in one of three bands I'm friends with them so I won't name them but yeah. they know who they are um, and it's just like and it's like that's cool but there's like other shit out here and right. it just sucks that it's like especially for like a band like Lady Beast where it's like okay like you know you could play in a dive bar and it'll fucking rip but big stage big sound big lights that's how rock music is supposed to be heard for sure in my opinion and I feel the same way about Grey Walker too. Like we just played in the back room of a video game store in Uniontown yesterday. Oh, fun! <laughs> and it was sick. That's awesome. But like, you know, like it's just one of those like, you know, Mike the kick drum vocals are coming through the PA. Right, right, it's right. loud. Yeah. It's crunchy. Have fun. Right. And that's cool. Right. But it's like I feel like to really get what we're doing or what you're doing, yes. you need the production. It's 100%. fucking rock and roll. Well, yeah. And like, where where can we do that? In a way that we don't have to like give a venue thousands of dollars to it's, rent the stage. It's getting harder and harder. You know where we have been doing shows though is the Shred Shed. Oh yeah, that's, shout outs. That's been a great. Yeah. That's been a great venue to have. Um, they do have some lights. They have. They always have an awesome sound person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it costs an arm and a leg right now to book a show. Yeah, and I mean, like, doing a show, and also, too, like, having a space, as much as I hate children, 
for all ages to oh, enjoy rock music. I know. Because yeah. again, it's like, you know, I can sit here and complain about teenagers because I'm old now, but, but it's we like, want them there. but that's the thing. It's like, I, yeah. it's like when I was a kid, like I could go to shows and like see local bands opening up for whoever and it was like accessible. Yeah. And, and now it's like, I don't know where the fuck people go to shows anymore. I used to go to Laga all the yeah. time. Yeah, I went to Laga, Metropole. Yeah. Right, Metropole. And now, yeah. And it's like, the, the, really... the places that are doing shows, I mean, it's like the opportunities for local bands to play those shows. It's not quite, um, you know, I don't really need to say anything about that. Right, yeah, I think it's <laughs> I, 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 I It just I doesn't, it, it isn't like really viable yeah. for, for like anybody to do it. It's, yeah. it could be hard, you know, I mean, Greywalker, you know, we've, we've done some of like the, the ticketed shows in the past when it's made sense for us, mm-hmm. you know, but we don't, we don't even get those opportunities anymore. Like nobody even hits us up. Yeah. You know, I don't know why. That's fine. I don't think we're missing much. No, you're not. Because we're... Yeah, I'm not interested in that either. Yeah. But it was just... It was fun when you were young to play for national acts. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But then you realize like, oh, fuck, you're just using me like a napkin, Yeah, I'm just doing your promo job. You're using me up like a napkin, dog. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, yeah, well, if we want to play with national acts, we're going to be the contact that they go through. You know, so we we work more with the underground and like... Yeah, we're not going to open up for Primal Fear, but we'll play with like Hyrax. You know what I mean? And yeah. fucking Razor and, you know, lots of bands that we respect and, you know, are cool. But yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you just got to draw the line and then just be like, yeah, I don't think I'm missing out on too much. But they were cool opportunities, you know, back in the day. Because mm-hmm. I don't really like to sell tickets. I'm just not into that. I'm like, bro, we wrote the songs bought the instruments we've done enough we don't yeah. need to sell well, the tickets too well i mean it's it's the other thing too is it's just like who the fuck has time to do that to be out there yeah like you're out of your fucking mind the grind is crazy right if you're just trying to like hustle diy tickets and again i mean it's like this shit was a little bit easier when i was in my early 20s because like my peers were more excitable about going out to things sure. now. Now it's like, am I going to hit up my other fucking like friends that are in there? Like, every, I don't hang out with anybody that's like young anymore. All my friends are in their fucking 30s or 40s and yeah, have fucking be on the kids same energy level. and all this shit. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, like, am, am I really about to text like, look, you getting tickets to my show? You come, you know, like, yeah. They'll come or they won't come. Yeah. I don't know. For sure. Maybe I there's mean, a better I, attitude to have about this. I do still go out and like hustle my own shows. Like, totally. I, I I still print flyers. I go out to shows that I'm not playing. I hand out my flyers. But you it, know, it but just, it's I think that it's selling tickets for someone else though. It's doing it's yeah, it's that working for other people thing. We right. talked about it uh like with the, the ticket thing. We talked about it before too with something else in this conversation where you're like doing things for other people, maybe with social media. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. There's like another thing too, like, uh, God, what were we talking about? That annoys me. Cause it wasn't the city paper, but that's another thing <laughs> where it's like, you know, you'll have like a handful of bands that never say two things about themselves. But as soon as they get nominated in the city paper, all of a sudden they're like, check us out, check us out, vote for us, vote for us, vote right, for us. And it's right. like, if you would promote yourselves at all, 
without like the praise of somebody else backing you up, right. it would do you so much fucking good. Yeah. And like you said in the beginning of the convo, like you got to start somewhere, you know, like you can tell what bands didn't play in basements. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's cool that you don't have to play in basements because it sucked. But <laughs> the thing with that, though, is like if you can play in a basement, you can play anywhere. True. Yes. I mean, like I've played we I, I'm not going to name the band name, but I remember one time we played a show at Gooskies and like the the one there were some technical problems with like a drum kit <laughs> and it was just, just because like the PA was not accommodating mm. and we were just like, we're, you're playing at Gooskies, man. Like <laughs> they got, they got a $140 PA. Like, yeah. Just fucking plug in and rip, you know? Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's, I, sometimes, sometimes I, I like playing like shittier places better because it feels like home more. Sure. Like I get on a big stage and I'm like, oh man, like my cord's only 15 feet long. What am I, <laughs> yeah, I remember like there was, you know, like you'll have like the situation where we played that show in Uniontown yesterday in the, and it was very lax, like load in, set up. There isn't a really hard schedule. There's not much to deal with, but there's a lot of people here. Yeah. And we're going to have fun. And they want to have a good you time. You know what I mean? There was like fucking like 80 kids crammed in the back of a room, like no bigger than this. That's dope. And we're playing. I was like, this is great, you know? Um, but speaking of, Jurgles, Greywalker played at Jurgles one time, and like I got there after the guys. Um, I had like all of the merch in my car, and I got there, and I also had all of the ticket money. Okay, and they wouldn't even. We were Greywalker was playing first, and they wouldn't even let them start setting up until I got there with the ticket money. Wow, <laughs> that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. You know, and it was just like it's oh, not no that serious. It's not the serious. Like it's not. It's like. Like, are you, are you really sweating this, like, like $170 I'm about to give you? Wow. Like, just let them fucking, like, we're all adults here. Like, what the fuck and do you think is going to happen? Yeah. And musicians. Like, we're supposed to be here to play music. I mean, I, like, get, I get I get where they're coming from. I'm sure there's been plenty of positions, times where, usually when you're dealing with something like that, it's the result of somebody else's mistake that now you're paying for. Oh, no, yeah. that's true. <laughs> One person you know, doing it for everyone. Uh, but, like, it's still just, like, Going into like, you know, like the DIY sort of thing versus like a more air quote professional setting. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, but it's like, I don't know, man. Like, That's why it's important for me when I set up shows to like not do bullshit shit. Yeah. Because then like when you're setting it up, it's like you're working for yourself. You know, this isn't like. These are my standards. Yes. And I'm going to, and I have my morals and I'm going to uphold all of those. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that it makes it makes the logistical stuff better. It feels like you're working towards a better cause because it's your cause. Totally. But it also sucks having to be the, uh, like the promoter, the financial person and an entertainer performing, sure. doing all that stuff. It makes it really hard to enjoy the day. Yeah. Like we were saying before, kind <laughs> yeah, of just yeah. goes by like that. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. Can't really win. <laughs> but, Hey, uh, I, I wasn't born to be a, it's, you know, it's not, a winner. It's not, I just want to be an exister. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not really... The thing with this sort of stuff is that, like, um, it's not always easy. It could be fun. Yeah. And just because something is hard doesn't mean it isn't fun. 
Totally. You know, uh, it's just like, you just have to, you do have to be able to like put in some work. And I think that's what ends up like setting a lot of people apart. Like the temporary people I'd mentioned from the people that end up being in the same band for 15 years. Totally. It's just like, yeah, it's like, this is cool, but like you still have to show up and accept responsibilities at times and like just do the thing. Totally. It's really easy. It's like, that's, you know, in, in this, in the world of art and especially in like rock, heavy metal, punk, uh, it kind of is a magnet for degenerates <laughs> and like a lot of people that sometimes aren't necessarily interested in like responsibility or work and, and, yeah. Yeah, and things like that. And like, it's kind of, uh, that's been like the hardest part for me just growing up in this community, I think is like, as of like matured and kind of just tried to chill out on being like a fuck up, but still liking yeah. all of the shit that is like unapologetically adolescent to some degree. It's like, how do I age gracefully in this world <laughs> of just like, you know, the, the, dege- the degenerate stuff is what makes it fun, but also like, there's a certain level of shit that I just don't want to deal with anymore. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we are beyond. Yes. No, I feel that. That's cool to think about. <laughs> it's like, it's so weird, you know, like going to like, you know, a hardcore show in my 30s. It's like, I love this music and I cannot fathom why anybody here cares as much as they do about like certain things. You know, I don't know. It's just like getting all like, Ter- like like the, all the like territorial stuff and like unfamiliar. all the ego stuff and People like love the gatekeep. Man. I mean yeah. that that even like happens like outside of like hardcore, but hardcore just comes to mind because it's like that's like probably like the one thing where it's like it. I have to really want to see a fucking band to go to a hardcore show. Hmm. Really want to go, and it has to be like in the right space where I know where I could just enjoy it. You know where all the exits it, are, yeah, and from a distance. And it's like I'm. Gl- I mean, people have a community, and that's great. People like that thing, but it's just like it's weird when there's like all of this other shit that has nothing to do with the art that kind of takes over the culture. Mm, so I, I think when that. a lot of people think about hardcore, it's like the the music tends to be a thing that I think kind of gets pushed off to the side. I think a lot of people were thinking about like the, like the, the tough guy bravado ego sort of stuff and like going to a show and all the crazy moshing and crowd killing and all that stuff. Like that's the, the picture that gets painted in people's heads. And for good reason, cause that is, it is a lot of that, Sure, but it's like some of these bands are fucking sweet and it's like, but I can't, it's like the, the whole culture of it. I have a hard time. It's just not me. Yeah. I mean, people like it, good. That's their thing. You know, people can have their culture. I'm sure people are going to, some people from that area might think the same thing about whatever the fuck I'm into. Totally. And that's cool, but yeah. it's it's like hard to like all these different things because you can't always engage with everything sure. in some ways. And yeah, and as you had said, like gatekeeping is definitely oh, yeah. a thing too where uh, I don't know. I think that like when we were starting out, I remember um with like Grey Walker, even like going back to Ascend the Fallen, that was like a like 2009 was a really weird time to be uh, in like any sort of loud guitar band because like there was just like this split of like now I think things have kind of evened out and there's enough bands now where you can like get on lineups and find cool people and like it makes sense. But there was a time where it was just like, you know, it's it's like all this like weird like death metal stuff but they're all like 
17-year-old kids that have, mm-hmm. like, silly haircuts. And not that, that any of everybody has fucking silly hair. It doesn't matter. But it was just like, oh, okay, like, because we don't look like this band, people aren't gonna like us. Right. Um, and, like, that shit's kind of gone away now. I think that's just, like, a, a fortunate side effect of, like, aging. Sure. But, yeah, I don't know. Being in and a band, being in, a band in your 20s around. sucks. We played, like, mainly punk shows, I feel like, when we first started, because there weren't mm-hmm. any bands really like us doing traditional heavy metal, you know, like you said, in 2009. Um, so, yeah, we would play, like, with a lot of punk bands. And that's just, like, kind of what happened, you know? Yeah. You just, like, play the shows. Yeah, I think that I remember actually having the impression like through like word of mouth, probably around the time that we maybe have, had played one of those shows, like back in those days. Mm-hmm. I think like somebody had said that like, oh, like Lady Beast is more of like a punk band. I think I remember hearing that and then like seeing you and I was like, they're not a fucking punk band at all. It's just <laughs> nobody, nobody here fucking listens to old school heavy metal and I get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, it's like, there it's like, why do you think they're a punk band? Because they have because they have patches on their jackets, right? So we think they're a punk band for. I don't know. And I think most of our members kind of came from like the punk, more punk esque. You know, I guess mainly Greg and Adam. I guess had like more punk backgrounds, but yeah, it was just because I guess punk bands were the only thing around really at the time. Yeah, there were some rock bands too. It was a lot of like we just played with like our friends that who, too who were we're, in punk bands, right? Right. Yeah, but. The punk friends. Yeah. But yeah, now there's a bunch more metal, so. Hallelujah! (laughs) So, uh, in this year, which is 2024, you're going to be, you know, celebrating here, what, like 15 years as a band? Mm -hmm. What are the goals? What are the, the Lady Beast 2024 goals? Have you thought about this yet? It's almost February. Yeah, we're going to record. That's probably the the big one. We're going to mm-hmm. record our next album. Uh, we're doing a run in August. In Is August. That- so far, we haven't started booking shows yet, really, because the recording and finished writing of this album is like our main goal. We're on a new label now, and we really want to uh, deliver the goods, yeah. as they say. Um, we're also in the process of re-releasing Lady Beast 2 right now on the new label as well. Cool. So that's going to be really exciting. And then, um, uh, yeah, we're going to do a run up to Milwaukee to play the Blades of Steel Festival, which will be really fun. Hopefully play songs in, or songs, shows in between that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just keep rocking and having fun with each other. That's great. You know, the one thing that I I want to say, and I meant to bring this up earlier, it just never really came up. But I want to say that of, uh, so I'm like, I'm a record guy and I collect records and I travel a lot for work. So I get to go to a lot of record stores across the country. And I will say of any Pittsburgh band, I come across the most Lady Beast records in record shops. Fun! That's That's cool. cool. So just so you know, I, I, I I see them all the time. Oh yay! That's so fun. I love so that. So it's a it's a fun little thing. Thank you for sharing that. So yeah, That's I see nice. I, I see y'all out there in the wild. This was so up. Yes, love it. And uh, well, yeah. get out there and buy those albums. <laughs> he sees them. They shouldn't even be there. <laughs> Rock and roll.
So um, with all of that being said, um, I want to thank you all for coming on today to chat about music. We want to thank and you. And art. And, you know, I guess aging to some degree. Mm. Finding yourself in this in this crazy mixed up world of trying to be an artist. I feel like it's important to talk about. We're all going through changes, you guys. Oh, yes. You know, mentally, physically, emotionally. And don't be afraid to talk about them. Uh, especially music people because... Uh, yeah, it just gets like uh, kind of tough sometimes. And there can be a lot of comparison and a lot of self-doubt. And I think that at the end of the day, you need to remember why you do the things that you love to do. And it's because it makes you happy. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's as fun as like all of this like art music stuff is. It can be like really, really hard. And there's like people have to go through like all the I don't know, just because we're like our, you know, degenerate music scumbags doesn't mean that we don't have feelings and emotions. Yeah. And things like that. And yeah. like, you know, like there's all this weird shit that people have to go through. Um, you know, putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, creating something, putting all of this time into writing something and releasing it. Totally. Or just dealing with like the social aspects of things. Like for sure. You know, and that kind of stuff is gonna like beat you down and be like. Like, maybe, like, why am I here? Do I not belong here? And then it's like, oh, wait, the fuck are you talking about? I fucking love heavy metal. I probably love it more than you do, asshole. Totally. Fuck you. Yeah. You know? So it's always important to remember those things. And I always love ending, you know, things on a high note and a positive note. Yes. Yeah, and a loving note. Well, that is all, folks, I suppose. Lady Yay! Beast. You can find them on the internet. You can find them on uh, uh, follow Lady Beast on TikTok. You wish. No, no TikToks, but we do have the Instagram. We do have the Facebook. We do have that Bandcamp thing I was talking about. Keep an eye out for the new album, Hitting the Streets in 24. Are you doing any Pittsburgh shows in the next couple months at all? I, um, I think we're in talks about doing the Millvale Music Fest. Very finally. cool. Yeah. Um, but again, I just yeah, we're trying to. Focus we're just work. Like all we're of really. I'm I'm literally just like turning. Unfortunately, peeps away because I, this record means so much to us that like sometimes you just got to focus on you know one thing at a time. Yeah. Although we love playing, this is way more. Yeah, it's like important. We have a. I mean, we have a lot of stuff like a lot of material and like if we take a show we'll have to like come up with a set and then we have to like re relearn all that and then we're like we're trying to like practice the new shit and that and it just, oh yeah it gets it was I getting mean, a lot know, it, it gets like last chaotic. year yeah there were days where i was just like we would do like our set for our european show and then we would like work on record stuff yeah we play like 20 songs yeah. you know or more at practice mm -hmm. it was just like it's we nice just, just being able to work on the new stuff. Oh, yeah. It's it's hard yeah. juggling all that stuff. For a while with Greywalker, um, we had like, because we were the, the one day a week band. And then we started doing like a two day a week thing. We did that a little where bit. Where it was like one day is the new writing and one day is like the rehearsal stuff mm. for a show. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, it's so hard to combine all of that into one day. Yeah. And like, we're able to do things where like, Evan will like write ideas like on his computer, can like record stuff. And then like, you know, do like the little like fake drums thing just to get ideas. And then people can listen to him. So at least we were like coming to practice with like some sort of like a template. We love you sending know? audio files yeah. and... Because it's like, 
you know, I mean, without that, it would be like really, really hard to do the one day a week thing. It'd be almost impossible. Yeah. So, um, but it, it is like difficult um, to find the time mm-hmm. and all that. So hopefully we'll be recording some stuff this year too. Good. It would be good. Oh, yeah. It would be good. It's, it's very, very long overdue. But, you know, we spend, we spend weeks on, you know, it's, a 20 second guitar harmony yeah. you know so <laughs> and trying to yeah uh, it's the uh, being uh metal guitar players are the fucking worst i love all of you but <laughs> god damn so so meticulous you know it's like should i play it this way or should i play it this way like it's a little bit more loose. it sounds the fucking same to me dog <laughs> just roll with it but it's good to be around people that care yeah, that's the thing sure. that's important. That's you see the passion, the details. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather work with somebody that takes extra long because they want it to be right than Same. somebody that's just like it's good enough. Same. Like, let's practice that again. I like yeah. that for sure. Definitely. Well, that's been a fucking podcast, Woo! Lady Beast. Thank you for coming over. Um, you know, I'll be back again next week with another episode same time same place same channel you know the drill my name is brian start the beat is the podcast 2024 is the year take care of yourselves take care of the people around you peace and that's a podcast thank you thank you